Why do people suffer? Why is there suffering? This is an age-old question that can be simply answered. We suffer because of the sin that is in the world under our authority to choose. The ability to choose and make choices, our free will. Who created the earth? God. Genesis 1, 1. Who established the physical and spiritual boundaries for the earth and world to operate in? God. Genesis 1, 2 and 3. What is the difference between the earth and the world? The earth is physical like rocks, rivers, sand and environment. The world is everything that moves on the earth, in the physical and spiritual. Generally referred to as civilizations, people, on the earth. There are three philosophies people believe but only one is right, one. God is ruling the world. Two. Satan is ruling the world. Three. People are ruling the world. Let's take a look at each, so who is ruling the world? One. God is ruling the world? No. So why hold to this position? Where does it come from? Here are four things to consider rooted in the doctrine of saint to free up people from responsibility and power they have been given through Christ. Oh deep down it is more freeing for people not to take responsibility for their own actions. The man who hide his talent. Oh God is all knowing therefore he has already established what should take place, his will is being done. By this statement they really don't know God. They don't consider that they are putting something in their authority to know that isn't theirs to begin with the future for individuals. They are to stick to what God said we are to do and not hypothesis that he knows and therefore he will perform regardless to what I do. The disciples asked Jesus Acts 1, 6-7, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. So don't arrogantly hypothesis that this or that person will be saved, you focus on the commission. Romans 10, 6-7, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way, do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down or, who will descend into the abyss? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. Romans 10, 8-17. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Oh his will be done regardless therefore we don't really need to pray. Not true, his will is not being done, his will all be saved and they aren't. His will wants to be on earth as heaven and it isn't is sickness or destruction in heaven. Oh the word God is sovereign is filled with doctrine biases. This word isn't in the original Bible text, and the same Hebrew word is the same word used for Nebuchadnezzar and Herod. The problem with this word everyone has their own definition. It gives people a license to put gray. 
Due to personal biases this can be whatever we want. For example if God wants to kill and rape people he can, he is sovereign, he can do what he wants. From the outset this looks right until you understand that God will not go against his word, which we will cover. This doctrinal word isn't as simple as Trinity which means three persons in one Godhead, nor Rapture means taken away. But the definition of sovereign has caused people to negate the word of God because they use their own definition instead of the word of God. And when the word comes into conflict with the definition they hold it in tension, means I don't know but yet I know the answer. If you say a certain position then the answer is God is sovereign, hold in tension, see they believe they know but say they don't know and also say that you don't know because deep down they believe they know. Oh for example, some say sovereign means God is ruling the world and the will of all, total controlling of everything that happens. Therefore he is responsible slash allows all the mishaps in the world and responsible for sin. The devil is his lapdog and does his will too. Oh some say sovereign means God is the owner of all but not responsible for the decisions people make. He has given this right of dominion to humans and because he is the owner he can judge them based on their decisions, either now or judgment day. Whatever our personal definition we may have concerning sovereign let's forget about the name sovereign because it causes more confusion. A definition may sound honoring to God doesn't make it so. When it goes against his character his word then it is unscriptural. Let's stick to his word. Let's test out the position of God is ruling the world that has all situations and will of people through the Old Testament lens middle dot murder rape and molestation would be considered God's will and the people doing it would be sinning and God would be the author of that sin. If we say God is making or allowing people do what he wants how can he judge them for the very thing he willed them to do? I speak as a fool because this is how they think, sin grieves God. Genesis 6, 6. In the beginning the first commandment he gave after the Garden of Eden was, rule over sin, Genesis 4, 7. Do we believe God is lying and it is not possible? God doesn't want people to be raped, murdered and thus his commandments speak against it. God will not cause it to happen to someone so they turn to him as some believe. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all, 1 John 1, 5. Do we really understand what no darkness means? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Matthew 7 11. Middle dot why would he have given us the Torah, when the Torah substance is all about choices when he actually gave us none or only a few? The key choice is the choice to submit to God or self. Why would God tell people to choose life or death if they couldn't? God said, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, Duke. 30, 19. The choice is ours to make he doesn't force us. He wants us to make the right choice and choose him but we are the ones that either say, yes or no to his plan. But I hear some say. Sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, Romans 5:12-14. all are sinners and can't make the right choices. This is not true. Yes non-Christians can make some right choices. All have the ability to make the right choices but it is impossible all the time, thus the need for Christ. Think about it. If Adam was good, no sin in him yet he had the ability to sin. It comes down to choice, 
God has given us free will just like Adam. Adam sinned in his heart against God before he ate of the tree of good and evil not after, that is before he received the knowledge of good and evil. He ate knowing he was disobeying God. Genesis 3, 5. 1 Timothy 2 14. Adverse is also true. It is impossible for someone to do everything right, not sin. Similarly it is impossible to do everything wrong. If it was impossible to make right decisions because of sin then God would not have said to Cain, if you do well, shall you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin crouches at the door. And its desire is for you, and you shall rule over it. Genesis 4, 7. If it wasn't possible to rule over sin then God wouldn't have said it. It comes down to choice, do we want to do good or not? And Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the sons of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, Yahweh your God, am holy. Leviticus 19, 1-2. Again highlighting it is possible to be holy, not sinless but holy. Some have confused holiness with sinless and with righteousness. They are not the same. Sinless is not thinking, doing nor inheriting one sin. Jesus was and is the only one who was and is sinless. Holiness is not an action nor is it inherited nor is it a thought. Holiness is a state of being, having our motivation to do God's will, a willingness, a deep desire to do what God expects from us, found in his word, and based on our choices. Matthew 6:25-33. Seek ye first. You will notice that through Leviticus 19, 1-5 God talks about our holy motive that will result in our response to that holy motive, that is fear, motivation turn. Result? Holiness is love for God first then others sums up the law and the prophets. Mark 12 29-30. While righteousness is having right standing with God, under the Old Testament it was a person who fulfilled these two things regularly minus one, walked with God, feared God. Genesis 6, 9 and 2. Made animal sacrifices. Genesis 4, 3 5 8 20. In the New Testament it's accepting Jesus as our owner that makes us righteous. 2 Corinthians 5:21. Middle dot if God is ruling the world, that is all situations and will of people. Through New Testament lens there would have been no need for Jesus to come to earth and sacrifice himself to God for the world because the people's will would already be doing God's will. God didn't need to sacrifice his son, he could have just selected who he wanted and that was it. He could do what he wants so he could have said, you and you I want to heaven and be clean no need for his son to die. See the error of this doctrine. Middle dot then does it really make a difference if we do what Jesus Christ told us to think, say and do? Should we really spread the gospel to the world? Matthew 28, 18-20 Wouldn't people be saved regardless of what we do? If they were meant to be they would be. Obviously no, unless the gospel is preached how will people know? Romans 10-15 Middle dot why are people going to Hades and then hell? Is the God's will for them before they are born? If God sent someone to hell how could he judge them if he was the one making the decision for them in the first place and then holding them accountable to the decisions that he imposed on them? Is that the God we know of in scripture? Why would he open books on judgment day to judge the people if he made them do whatever he wanted, the works they did would be the very works he made them do in the first place? Revelation 20:12. No. It is his will that everyone be saved. 2 Peter 3, 9. 1 Timothy 2, 3-4.
Matthew 18:14. But his will is obviously not being done or else they wouldn't be going to hell. Revelation 20:15. We are responsible for ourselves and responsible for spreading the good news, not how people respond to it. Middle dot why does Holy Spirit convict the world of not believing in Jesus Christ instead of only the selected few, isn't he just wasting his time focusing on the entire world? John 16, 9. He wants all to be saved. 2 Peter 3, 9, because he loves all. John 3, 16. And if you love your father how much more God? Or are you arrogantly believing you love and want your father in heaven more than God? Luke 11 11-13. Middle dot we don't need to pray at all because it makes no difference. His will is being done regardless of what we pray. So why pray? Middle dot why did Jesus tell us to pray like this? Your kingdom come because it hasn't come yet physically on earth. It is future tense, it came in the spiritual world through Christians through the blood of Jesus Christ and by Holy Spirit in them but will only be manifested physically on the earth after the tribulation period 1 Corinthians 15 23-24 is 9 7 do not fear little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom Luke 12 32 kingdom doesn't mean that people's wills change so they will be nice to us but on the contrary they may be against us Jesus told us his people will be persecuted. Therefore based on God is ruling people's will, he wants his people slash children to suffer. We all know from scripture that this is not true. Middle dot Jesus says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We know that God's will is being done in heaven, and heaven is a reflection of everything that is done right so there is no rape, murder or sickness or suffering. So is God's will being done on earth as in heaven today? Obviously not. For we know it is God's will that everyone be saved and live life on earth to the fullest. John 10:10. But this is not happening. What is stopping the manifestation of God's will on earth? Mankind's choice. 2. Satan is ruling the world? No. Why do people believe he has total authority over the world? Because of a few scriptures. Prince of the world. John 12:31, 14:30, and Prince of the air. Ephesians 2. 2. Middle dot Prince of the world speaks of being able to influence people through sin. 1 John 3, 8. Who are the kings of this world? Humans. Genesis 1 28, for they have dominion and authority. Jesus didn't exercise his authority as the son of God but the son of man. John 5 26. Kings have a higher status than princes but princes can influence kings. Middle dot Prince of the power of the air speaks to us of having influential power to initiate a thought in us as it comes from the spiritual world. Ephesians 6:12. For the walking about in flesh, we do not war according to flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, pulling down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ and having readiness to avenge all disobedience, when your obedience is fulfilled, 2 Corinthians 10, 3-6. But we are the ones who cast it out. If he ruled how can we have the authority to cast it out? Let's test out the position of Satan is ruling the world. If Satan is ruling the world then his will will be evident today, middle dot why are there many who tell the truth? Satan is the father of lies. John 8:44. Middle dot why are many following God's word, showing love and able to choose to accept Jesus Christ? 
Middle. Physical life would have been destroyed long ago. For the opposite of love is hate and it would only take a few buttons to initiate total world wipeout. Satan is known as the one who steals, kills and destroys as this is his nature. John 10:10. It would a total wipeout if Satan had his way. Three people are ruling the world. Yes. So overall whose will is being done in the world? Ours, mankind. Whose will is God and the devil influencing? Ours. Who is making the choice to act on it or not? Us. It comes down to the choices we make. Are we ruling out God? Certainly not, God will hold us accountable for those choices and judge us accordingly. God is the owner of the earth, not man. Man is the ruler of the world. So when man refutes God as owner by placing themselves in the place of God then God instantly destroys them or brings them low. Acts 12:22-23, Daniel 4:27-31, or bears long with them and sometimes uses their rebellion to set his people free. Romans 9:22. If mankind is ruling the world then our will would be evident today. Middle. Who is responsible for the decisions to rape, murder, molest? Mankind. Mankind is responsible for sinning, not God or the devil. Middle. God has already called so who is responsible in choosing slash accepting his plan? Mankind. Middle. Who is responsible for the choice of going to heaven or hell? Mankind. Either they want to be subjected to God or not, that is either accept Jesus Christ as Lord owner or not. Behold, I stand at the door, and knock, if any man hear my voice, and open the door. I will come in to him, and will sup with him, and he with me. Revelation 3.20 Middle. Why are we to pray to God? To connect to heaven so we bring his will, his kingdom on earth through our words and actions. Jesus told us to pray that our heavenly fathers will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Middle. Did God give mankind authority to rule the world? Yes and God will not violate the command that went out of his mouth. God is who his word says he is. He puts his word above his name because God's character is based on his word. Psalms 138, 2. He does not contradict what he says and says what he means. Therefore to say that God can do anything he wants is an error because he will always operate within his word so that his name is glorified. If God broke his word once then he could break it again. He remains faithful no matter what we do. 2 Timothy 2:13. Nor has God said mankind no longer has dominion over the earth. In the beginning when God created man and woman he gave them the authority to rule over life on the earth. Genesis 1 26, 28. Whatever moves over the earth mankind is responsible to subdue, bring under control, and of dominion reign and dominate it. It isn't just a status God has given mankind but also a commandment. It hasn't changed nor been removed. The only difference now is humans have sin and we are not able to rule effectively but we still have the authority. But thanks be to Jesus who removed the sin for those who opened the door. A choice to open the door. Do you hear the knocking? Are you really saved? David said to the Lord, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man, that you visit him? For you have made him lack a little from God, and have crowned him with glory and honor. You made him rule over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yes, and the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, and all that pass through the paths of the seas, Psalms 8, 5-8. And the psalmist said, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. 
but the earth he has given to the children of men, Psalms 115, 16. Notice, not the children of God but given up to everyone and will hold them accountable for the choices they made. So to take this authority back would mean God would violate his word and mankind would not have choice nor be responsible for the choices they make. To clarify, God gave the authority to rule on the earth only to mankind who are in a physical body, those who are dead don't have this authority. God has given mankind this earth to rule over, it is his plan not ours. His purpose is that mankind implements his will on the earth all the time. But when man sinned God's will wasn't done all the time. That's why death was a consequence of the fall, besides being separated from God they will also be separated from this authority. When the body dies they lose the authority to rule and become accountable to God for all the choices they made while in their earth suit body. That's the reason they need to get bodies when they reign with Christ on the earth, that is to re-establish the initial plan God had for Adam and the woman. God's word will hold true forever. God could have stopped Adam and the woman she was only named Eve later from eating of the forbidden fruit but he didn't. God is all-knowing so he knew what Adam was about to do so why didn't he stop him? Because Adam had already made up his mind, choosing to disobey God and eat based on the motive of wanting to be like God. For God to stop Adam would mean that God would violate Adam's authority that he just gave him. A side note before continuing another interesting fact, Christ had to come to earth and become a man. If he didn't then he couldn't rule over the earth. Jesus is still in a human body so he has the authority to make intercession for those on earth, before that he didn't. When Jesus was on earth, even though he was God, he couldn't exercise his authority as God nor as the Son of God. It would have been illegal. He only exercised his authority as the Son of Man. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself, and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man, John 5:26-27. Free will was God's idea from the very beginning, he implemented it and works through it. Here are some of verses to consider. Pre-Christ 7 If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you but you should rule over it. Genesis 4, 7 After the fall mankind still had the ability to rule over sin. Or was God joking or knowing Ken couldn't? 19 I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live. Dude. 30, 19 Is it possible for mankind to choose life or not? Christ for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10 12, 13. Who calls upon the name of the Lord? Does God make them? O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets, and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings and ye would not. Matthew 23:37. Not God would them not, but they themselves would not. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3:16. Notice the world, not just a select or an elect group of the world. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe.
minus 1 Timothy 4.10 Believing is a choice to respond to the word that an individual makes Romans 10.17 He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. John 3.36 If God made people believe then why would he judge them? Then said they unto him, What shall we do, that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. John 6.28-29 Here Jesus clearly tells them that the work of God is one thing they are responsible for, they don't earn it but they respond to Jesus. When they do everything else falls into place as they walk it out, wise and foolish virgins. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. Revelation 3.20 Who does the opening, God or man? Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Acts 17.30 He commands all mankind to repent. So why don't they? God desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy 2, For the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but his long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. 2 Peter 3, 9. God's desire is that all men, mankind, to be saved, why aren't they? How does God and mankind interact? As mentioned God has placed physical and spiritual laws and principles in the beginning, in and through which everything needs to operate. If mankind breaks the physical law, it impacts our physical bodies, for example jump off a building, our body will be damaged. Breaking the spiritual law impacts our spiritual bodies, for example refusing to adhere to God, our spirit is damaged. God gives to all life, breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings, so that they should seek the Lord, in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. Acts 17:25-27. Can God do anything because he wants to? No because he needs to operate through his word or through his people. In Zechiel 22, God, in his mercy, wanted to help a group of people who had broken spiritual laws. And because they broke the laws they were going to receive the consequences of destruction. God's word was in place and only mankind had the authority over the world to stop it if they made that request to God. But the mankind that makes the request needed to be in right standing with God, that is someone who was righteous. All the people needed to repent like Nineveh. If he couldn't find anyone to intercede then they would receive the consequences. He didn't find anyone, so even though he personally wanted to stop the destruction that they brought on themselves by the very act of their own will, he couldn't. God said, So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall, and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found no one. Therefore I have poured out my indignation on them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath and I have recompensed their deeds on their own head, Zechiel 22 30-31. Here is another, surely, the Lord God does nothing, unless he reveals his secret to his servants the prophets, Amos 3, 7. Another, like Asaph said they limited God's work in their life because of their choice not to submit to God. Yes, again and again they tempted God, and limited the Holy One of Israel, Psalms 78, 41. Another, 
Jesus said they made the word of God in their life no effect by their traditions Mark 7:13. Did you ever think something could make the word of God powerless in their life? Well their tradition, their choice did because God will not violate choice. Another, Jesus, Matthew 13:58, And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Is it possible to resist God's influence continually? Of course. Even though they were chosen, Adam did it, Israel did it. Same as, how is it possible for a person not to accept God when he is continually influencing that person? It's the individual's choice. Stephen told the Pharisees, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit? As your fathers did, so do you, Act 7:51. They always resist the Holy Spirit, is plural slash ongoing. His continual influence in their life, his continually outstretched arm to help them but yet they still chose not to accept him. Will God cause us to sin so that we can see destruction and see the error of our ways? No we sin on our own and reap the consequences but even in this when we sin he sends an escape route, sometimes we take it and sometimes we don't. There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it, 1 Corinthians 10:13. This has so badly been misquoted, read the context, it is talks about Israel sinning and God still putting out his hand providing an escape route, sometimes they reject and sometimes they accept. Same with us, we are the ones who sin and fall into temptation but even in the midst of it he makes an escape route. But if we don't take it we do not bear it like Israel falling away from God and many other Christians 2 Peter 2:22. And this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth 1 John 1, 6. But yet many sin, another proof that God is not controlling us or else we wouldn't sin. A is there such a thing as predestination for a person, that is no matter what a person does they will be saved if they are meant to be saved, that is fate? No. It is true that God has a special plan for everyone that is born. 29, 11, and his plan is that all be saved. Zechiel. 33, 10-20. John 3 16. 2 Peter 3, 9. 1 Timothy 2, 3-4. Matthew 18:14 so that they can experience the blessings promised to Abraham Genesis 22:18 Romans 4:16 and do the work that he designed mankind to do from the very beginning Ephesians 2:8-10 He takes no delight in the death of the wicked Ezekiel 33:11 Truly then God overlooking the times of ignorance now he strictly commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day in which he is going to judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he appointed, having given proof to all by raising him from the dead, Acts 17:30-31. But it is a choice a person makes to repent or not, God doesn't repent for them. The psalmist said to the Lord, My life is continually in my hand, yet I do not forget your law, Psalms 119, 109. B. Is there such a thing in scripture as, predestined? Romans 8:28-29. Whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. If he knew people wouldn't want to come to him then he wouldn't have made a plan, 
It is not for us to know but for us to respond for them we are predestined for example he calls, we say yes, then he chooses, moreover whom he predestined, these he also called. He called Israel and many people but only a few responded Matthew 22, those who responded and came these are the ones he chose, the choosing happened after they responded to go not before. These he also justified, these he also glorified through the power of the blood, word and Holy Spirit 1 John 5. 5-7. What people get confused over is a three-stage process to accept Jesus Christ as owner, Lord. They either highlight or emphasize or more importance on one stage than the others, 1. Plan, God made the redemption plan available to all, John 3:16. And Holy Spirit shines light on the plan so people can see their sinful state, the need for Jesus, and accept the plan of God, John 16, 9. 2. Qualifier people respond to his plan, either a yes or no. This happens a few times in our life. We get the opportunity but the yes is ours to give. This is part of God's plan, our will to surrender to him. Romans 9 32-33, 10-13, Matthew 11 28, 1 Peter 1, Matthew 22, 1-13, 3. Executed. When they accept the plan by faith then God executes it by sealing us with Holy Spirit Ephesians 1.13 And we do the works that God originally assigned Adam to do as we surrender to him Romans 8, 1-28, that we walk in good works Ephesians 2, 8-10. Here is one of many verses talking about the first three stages to salvation Romans 1.16 Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God Stage 1 plan unto salvation stage 3 executed to everyone who believes stage 2 qualifier when a person does the qualifier Ephesians 1:12 then they are considered the elect of God that is a Christian child of God predestined by God Ephesians 1:5 Matthew 22:13 if they don't believe he hands them over Romans 1:21-24 yes it is a gift from God Ephesians 2 8-9 And all we said was yes thank you and surrender. But let's not discount that yes, thank you and surrender that we are obligated to do and walk in or we will be considered as unwise virgins. See. Are we robots God has programmed for some to accept him and some to reject him? No, just like some angels have the ability to choose, so do we. If God wanted robots with him for eternity he would have created them but he didn't. He wanted people to be with him subjected to him because they choose to and want to. It is about intimacy. d. How does God rule in the world apart from spiritual influence on mankind? He also established that all authority is under him, he is always higher. Romans 13, 1. Know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men, and gives it to whomever he will, Daniel 4:25 MKJV. Those who are in authority still have their own will and if they are not performing his counsel in this position he will soon enough remove them by judgment, especially if they make themselves like God. Acts 12:22-23, Daniel 4:27-31, and the Antichrist in the end times minus 2 this. 2, 3-4, Daniel 9:27, 12:11, Matthew 24:15-23. Mark 13 14-19. God influences and judges them harsher than those who aren't in authority. God is the owner regardless of whether we want to work for him or not, we are accountable for what we did with what he gave us. 
it is his earth. For to whomever much is given, of him much shall be required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more, Luke 12:48. E. Is it possible to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and later turn from him? Yes. Another way of saying this is once saved is always saved. No even if we were written in the book of life we can also be blotted out by renouncing him Matthew 10:33 or not wanting to obey him at all John 14:24 Luke 8:21 Matthew 7:21-23 or by continuing to hurt our brothers and sisters Luke 12:42-46 Matthew 24:44-51 The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, Matthew 25, 50-51. Jesus speaking to the church in Sardis and to us about their walk in the world saying, He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels, Revelation 3, 5. What is the most important thing we as Christians need to overcome? Continue to believe in Jesus Christ no matter what others, situation or the world may say even unto death, for everything that has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, 1 John 5, 5 MKJV. What happens if they don't overcome? that has stopped believing in the name Jesus Christ because of some pressure and they die. They will be blotted out of the book of life. Just like Jesus indicated to the saints in Sardis, he who overcomes will not be blotted out, indicating that for Christians it is possible to be blotted out at their end. So overcome. Read Map 25, 1-13, Parable of the Ten Virgins, referring to Christians getting ready for the marriage supper and those of them who didn't overcome were the foolish ones, those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. Afterward the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Peter affirms it, for if, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness, than having known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit, prove. 26, 11, and, a sow, having washed, to her wallowing in the mire. 2 Peter 2 20-22. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God and he shall be my son. Revelation 21, 7.